Next on BYU Sports Nation, how to make all of the bad losses go away for BYU football. Or at least what has to happen so you forget them. Blaine Fowler weighs in, plus women's soccer star Maddie Matthews on the offensive explosion yesterday for the Cougars. And we go between the lines with ninth-ranked BYU women's volleyball. You laugh, you lose. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station is live. Your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Tuesday, September 19th. Top buttons up for Jerem. We're ready to go. Wherever and however you're dialed in, it is great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jimmer Fredette Shoe Collector, Jerem Jordan. I don't actually own any of his shoes, but I saw yesterday that uh, his Chinese brand 361, which I'm told is it goes Nike and then 361 in China. Uh, he released a bunch of new shoes yesterday that look pretty good, actually. His first shoe that came out with Spalding, not a fan. But these shoes, I, I think, look pretty slick, man. And there's a bunch of different colors. Now, they have Chinese characters around the ankle area of the shoe, and it says Jimo Dashen, the Lonely Master. Really cool. Yeah. I, I would I, totally I like the variety rock of colors. a pair of those shoes. Yeah. I would wear those on the basketball court. Yeah, those are cool, especially if they're free. <laughs> Is, that your plug? Is that your plug? Jimmer, Jimmer? We, just, Whitney? we just showed your shoe. <laughs> Send you my, I'll do, uh, text you my address. Thumbs up, man. <laughs> Jeremy will so pay for the here. shipping. Jeremy will pay for the shipping. Just well, send them over. I don't over. know about that. <laughs> wow. You can't cover the shipping costs? I don't know, man. All right. Trying to save a buck, right? Several bucks. <laughs> From China? Several bucks. Bring on the headlines. It's your BYU Sports Nation headline. A warm welcome to day two of the bye week for BYU football. That means no media availability. Awesome. <clears throat> but we've got you covered tonight with Super Tuesday, starting at 6 Eastern with BYU Sports Nation's rebroadcast. A brand new episode of After Further Review at 7. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, David Nixon, Brian Logan, four guys talking football, X's and O's. What in the world happened against Wisconsin with that all-22 footage? You will be educated. Following that, the Lavelle Edwards Coaching Tree special rebroadcast featuring the likes of Andy Reid, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs. Do not miss it. If you did not see it, now is your opportunity to indulge in one of my favorite programs that we have ever produced at BYU Broadcasting. And this is uh, the only Tuesday between the end of August and the end of February. There's no coaching show with either Kalani Sitake or Dave Rose. So enjoy the Lavelle Edwards coaching tree. It was a great show, as you said. Ziggy Ansah led the Detroit Lions last night on Monday Night Football with six tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble. He had two and a half sacks all of last year in a 24-10 win over the New York Football Giants last night. Cool moment after the game as well. The uh, Monday Night Countdown crew, including Steve Young, with Ziggy. Oh. Steve talked about an element that I had not heard. Steve Young helped uh, supply a sport court in Accra. Ziggy wanders over to said sport court. Then there's a discussion about playing sports in college, maybe at BYU. I did not know that part of the story. And also, did you know that Ziggy Ansah didn't know how to put on pads before he came to BYU? What in the world, Jerem? <laughs> I think I might have heard, you, have that, you heard a, that a time or 748. Did you know that Jason Shepard didn't know that? 
stop it. Oh, so I was like, no. Yes. <laughs> Jason, Jason always Shepard points it out. Didn't yeah. know yeah. that. He didn't know that. He didn't not know it. And then he knew it when the rest of the BYU world knew it, right? Yeah. The first time it was put out there. I loved playing basketball, pick up basketball with Ziggy Ansah in the Richards building before he was even on the football team. Everyone knew Ziggy. Everyone knew Ziggy. In the He's the guy. Yeah. He's the guy. Hey, three, the number of the day. Three sacks for Ziggy Ansah and BYU women's soccer. Scored three goals and won a home match. They beat Kansas. Pretty good team yesterday in a Monday matinee led by senior Nadia Gomes. One of her goals sounded like this. Nadia Gomes on the push. Gomes with the left foot. Ties the game and one. I was hoping you would have said, Gomes! <laughs> Next time. Isn't it Gomez? Someone tweeted at you. <laughs> Isn't it Gomez? Come on. His announcers don't Come even on, know. BYU, this is ridiculous. It's Gomez. It's Portugal dog. Nope. Shame from Nicaragua. It's Gomes. It's from Portugal. It's Gomes. And it's, yeah. The native pronunciation. is Gomes. Okay? If you're yes. going to do that. But yes. we live in America, so. Yeah, you, hey. You can go there, say it how you want to say it, whatever. It's almost okay. like Charles Barkley. We live in Mur- America. A America. America. Let me tell you something, Mur- Kenny. America. Oh, my goodness. Nadia Gomes scored two goals. Fourth career multi-goal game. She's becoming the go-to player for BYU. She scored against Somebody Utah. Somebody needs to do it. She scored twice yesterday, and she kind of alluded to that in her interview yesterday. It was like, look, we just need somebody to step up. And she's so quiet and soft-spoken. But, man, her, her game was really loud yesterday. Really good. By the way, Cameron Tucker also added a goal for BYU, who they, they finally have a home win. How about that? And BYU women's volleyball moves back into the top ten. They're number nine in the latest AVCA coaches poll. The Cougars jumped five spots after beating three in-state foes, including Utah, who was ranked 16th last Thursday. BYU opens up West Coast Conference play at Santa Clara Thursday night. Do not forget. Rise and shout as well. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's what's trending on BYU Sports Nation. Make the bad man go away. Generally speaking, the BYU football dream season that, be honest, many of you across BYU Sports Nation at least teased in your mind with your blue goggles on, right, has turned a bit nightmarish. Cue the ESPN 30 for 30 music, or don't. What if I no told rights. you a team would start one and three? have the third worst offense in college football, and yet you won't think about that at the end of the season. What if I told you? Jerem, release the Twitter question. What needs to happen this season for BYU fans to forget about the LSU and Wisconsin losses? Use the hashtag BYUSN. We're asking an impossible question. At JNails21, <laughs> win the Mountain West Conference Championship. Now what, what uh, JNails is saying is BYU plays six Mountain West teams. So if you beat six of them, then you're the de facto you're Mountain the West de Conference facto, champion, right? Is that a thing you want? Hey, well, is that a thing BYU play, wants? Really? If BYU plays those teams, then yes, you want that. I thought BYU left you beat that all conference. of them. Is it? They did. Oh, in 2011. Hey, what's better than being in the Mountain West Conference and winning the championship? Not being in the Mountain West Conference and still dominating it, and being, being able to be independent and well, make more money. That was a long answer. Be in a Power 5 conference. Okay. That's a better answer. Yes, being a Power 5 conference <laughs> is better than what I just proposed. But still, at JNails21, <laughs> leading us off on the Twitter machine, hashtag BYUSN. Jerem, what has to happen for you to forget the very forgettable start to this BYU football season? You probably need to go at least 7-2 and two in the back nine and win a bowl game. 
and say, okay, one eight of ten. Obviously, those listen. You you can't forget LSU and Wisconsin. Have you forgotten Michigan from 2015? I don't think anyone's forgotten. There's some scar tissue from that still, right? And there will be scar tissue from the LSU and Wisconsin games because BYU did not only lose, they lost handily and didn't compete. It's one thing to lose. I can tolerate losing to some degree, okay? But the fact that BYU didn't even compete, that's the part that's hard to swallow. Yeah. So if BYU can go 7-2, and two, you're probably looking at Mississippi State and something else. I think you need to beat Boise State. You need that win for this season. You need to beat Utah State, Boise State. Mississippi State is a, a tall order going at least compete, okay? You, at least compete. LSU didn't even really compete against Mississippi State. So whew, that's going to be a tough one. But then go through that stretch of the back six that are – those are very winnable games despite what ESPN and FBI says about Fresno State. More on that coming up this week. And then win a bowl game. And if, and if you do that, you're looking at a nine-win season. You're feeling pretty good about, okay, we had a really rough start. Hung in there. Do you feel bad about last season's one and three start right now? I don't. No. I, I, I felt good that about I, it's how not that I forgot it, though. Year. It's kind of like, ugh, what could have been. Like, I don't feel that way about last year. BYU should not have only scored 14 points against UCLA. I'm way over that. Like, it's been a long time since I even thought about, like, oh, UCLA. BYU won nine games. They won a bowl game. It was yeah, a positive. It makes it go away. Good season, okay? It, that can happen with this season. That's what I'm saying. You pay less attention to it when good things start to happen. You don't focus on the negatives. This is the low point, potentially, of independence. And what is the high it's point? It's low. What is the high point? The high point's not that high. I think it's 4 0 Taysom Hill before Utah State. Can BYU do better 19th. than that moving forward? That's not the this, question, right? Not this season. Yeah, at what point can they surpass or supplant the 4-0 ranked 18th Taysom Hill Heisman Trophy start? You'd have to uh, be undefeated. You'd have to be ranked in the top 20, and you'd have to have a Heisman candidate. This is the thought be that on he, ESPN that night. This is the thought that immediately came to my mind the second I heard this Twitter question. I went to history and World War II. What has history ever I'm taught a, us? I'm a war junkie. <laughs> like, I am fascinated by war and, and the historical things that are involved in that. The United States, when World War II started, it was not good, okay? But we didn't hear about that, okay? They were getting crushed. It wasn't on ESPN, you're saying? The Navy was getting It wasn't blitzed. on ABC National? No. no. But the media in America kind of shaped it as, hey, they're battling hard, they're working hard, it's going to be okay. It was not good. It was not good. It took a while for the United States to finally get a grasp on the World War. But nobody talks about that. Why? Why does nobody talk about that? Because America won the war, right? So if you want to forget the losses and the bad things, you have to win the war. And for me, that is BYU's got to do something that they haven't ever done in independence. Which is what? They've got to finish the season ranked. And I don't think that's happening. Now. I don't think it'll happen this season either. But the Not war, after those two games. Those the war games. wasn't won in a season. And the football challenge won't be one in a season for BYU football. This is multiple years. So I don't think I'm just going to forget the Wisconsin and LSU games. I can't forget those games. I will yeah. always remember them. But I tell you what, I won't focus on them if BYU wins their own war and does something that they haven't done in Independence, which is finish ranked, win 10 games in a season. Like, that, to me, will make this go away. That's a battle. To me, the war is to get in a Power 5 conference. That's the biggest oh, war. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. The, the war is not – there are other wars to fight, right, or battles. And the streak versus Utah, you know, finish ranked, win 10 games. The war is to Go get to a New Year's Six bowl game. I mean, there is something yeah, – that's even 
might even be harder than getting into a Power Five. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, you what is BYU football's D Day in Independence? Yeah, exactly. Um, that will make me forget about it, whatever it is. Here's the good news: BYU generally is playing a hard start to the season because that's when non-conference weeks are open for good teams. Okay, but the back nine is very different for BYU, which brings us to our stat of the day. Hmm. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. In Independence, BYU is winning 72% of its final nine regular season games. Basically, BYU is going 7-2. and two. In fact, in six seasons of Independence, BYU has gone 7-2 and two thr- thrice and 8-1 and one once. By the way, the 8-1 and one was last year, wasn't it? Uh, and, and BYU generally is playing uh, easier teams down the stretch. That's the case with this season as well. Boise State, not as good as they've been, but they're still solid. They should be 3-0. They're 2-1. Blew a 21-point lead in the fourth to Washington State. Mississippi State is a top-20 team now after their 30-point win against LSU. But there's a bunch of teams that BYU should beat in the back nine there. So I think BYU gets at least seven more wins in the regular season, at least 8-5 and five to end it. Now riddle me this, and I know the, the likelihood of it happening is minuscule, but if... BYU strings together. Yes, I do need the blue goggles. If BYU strings together, wins against Utah State, Boise State, and then shock Mississippi State, would that make LSU and Wisconsin go away for you? It will never go away. LSU and Wisconsin will never go away. It would help you feel better about the overall direction. Help. help. I'm still going to have a headache, but the Advil will... Okay, it's Advil or whatever. It's Advil, yeah. yeah. Sure. Wins, I'm wins still gonna, are a little bit of medication. Those are migraines. Those are serious, man. Hey, coming up, you laugh, you lose. It's a new between the lines of the women's volleyball team. Blaine Fowler joins us. What would make the bad man go away for him in the form of BYU football losses? Uncle B in studio B next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back, BYU Sports Nation simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. After further review is on tonight, 7 Eastern Time, BYU TV and the app as the guys recap Wisconsin and look ahead to not only the bye week, but uh, Utah State coming up next week. That's a, that's a big game, and we'll discuss this later this week or next week about how the Utah State game has suddenly turned into the Toledo game from last year. Yeah, just how big is this? The tipping point of the season. Like, is BYU going to be fine, or is this going to be a disaster? Utah State has to be a game that BYU wins, and all of a sudden the stakes are high. We'll discuss more coming up. What needs to happen this season for BYU fans to forget about the LSU and Wisconsin losses? We know you're not forgetting about the Utah loss. LSU and Wisconsin. At Kiwi Jackman says... BYU still has two of the Furious Five left at the first of the season to say we beat Boise State and Mississippi State would have been a realistic take. It was Utah and Boise State before the season that For was us. the most yeah. realistic yes. because Utah was at home. At Mississippi State, that was, a, that was an overtime game in Provo, so I, I would assume that Mississippi State was a returning quarterback like Nick Fitzgerald who carved up LSU. BYU didn't even cross the 50, and then Mississippi State scores 37. Like, there is a wide gap in performance versus a common opponent there. Now, what's interesting is the schedule last year for BYU on paper going into the season looked like an absolute beast, right? Quite a few of those teams didn't pan out. This year, BYU is going to play teams that are or become or were ranked. Now the schedule seems tougher than I thought it was going to be going into this season. Yeah. 
It always shakes out differently than you think. Exactly. It always does. It's really always. weird sometimes. Joining us now to discuss that and much more, Uncle B, Blaine Fowler. He will be the star of a brand new episode of After Further Review and with three other guys tonight, I think. Let's not even mention them. <laughs> Blaine Fowler and the guys on After Further Review. Let's start with our Twitter question. What needs to happen for you this season for you to forget or at least be able to get over the losses to Wisconsin and LSU and, and maybe Utah, Blaine? I don't get over. I'm still not over the loss to Air Force when we opened our stadium in 1982. Oh. <laughs> so, okay. so when – we punted the ball, and it went out of bounds on the one-yard line, and we were ahead in the game, and a field goal wasn't going to win it. And I turned to Robbie and said, oh, we got this now. There's no way Air Force running the option is going to go 99 yards in less than three minutes. And they did. <laughs> and we lost when we expanded in the stadium. So, oh. so if I'm not over that one yet, I don't know how I'm going to get over these. Did so, winning the national championship make things feel a little bit oh, better? When I say not get over them, I don't forget. I don't forget the losses, just like I don't forget the great wins. You know, I just because I, I look at them from a um, a more perspective of okay, what happened here and and. How do they get better, and and you know could they compete with a team like this? The Wisconsin game is an interesting game because I came out of the LSU game, and for AFR, I have to watch every single play on the coaches' film, so I get to go kind of have an objective look at how they really were. And I came out of that, and I thought, wow, they didn't get manhandled. They had a lot of assignment errors on both sides of the ball, and LSU is talented enough that if you leave a guy unblocked, he makes the tackle. Um, offensively. Darius Geis is so good that if you're out of one gap, he finds the gap and he goes for 12 yards. You know, so LSU really took advantage of BYU errors, and BYU didn't play a great game in that game. And you thought, well, could they beat LSU? Talent-wise, they don't match up, but it could have been a lot closer. The Utah game, you go back and watch that, and you go, man, speed-wise, strength-wise, very, very evenly matched teams. BYU has the ball at the end of the game with a chance to win it. They got to do one of their patented two-minute drives. They drop two balls, and they can't even get a first down, and they lose it. And you go, wow, that's two years in a row that BYU stood toe-to-toe with a team that should be similar to them, and they don't take advantage of it. So they stayed in it. So you're going, okay, defense is good. Then Wisconsin. Mm. So I go and watch the film of Wisconsin, and I come away and I go, wow, we were actually where we were supposed to be most of the time on defense, and they just manhandled them. And then offensively, they were nearly flawless. The only incomplete was a drop ball. Um, and, and so you look at that team and I walk away from that and I go, and I go, okay, based on breaking down the film, that's one of the best football teams I've ever seen come into Provo period. And it's a team that if they play well, is capable of doing huge things this year. So I come away from that one with a really high, high regard for Wisconsin and an appreciation for how good that football team is. Now, BYU didn't play flawless. They're playing a brand new quarterback. They, they still made some mistakes. But if BYU plays flawless against Wisconsin and we play them 100 times, we probably would lose 100 times. That's the gap right now. Whoa. And if, if they play LSU and they play flawless, they might win 10 of 100, right? If they play Utah flawless, they probably win flawless. And, and I don't think Utah has to play flawless to beat BYU, and BYU doesn't have to play flawless to beat Utah because they're more evenly matched right now. Clearly. So, so maybe Utah wins 60 because of the mental edge and BYU wins 40, you know, right, right now. Um, the rest of the schedule, with the exception of Mississippi State, are games where if BYU, Mississippi State, if, if BYU plays flawless, um, Mississippi State would have to not play good. Yes. That's how good they are. They need to not play well. That's how big well. the talent gap is. So they need to not play well, and BYU needs to play flawless. 
The rest of the games, Boise State's similar to Utah. BYU matches up okay with them physically and speed-wise and all that. They don't have to play perfect to beat Boise State. They just have to play well. You know, and there's some, you know, the rest of the schedule, there's some teams they don't even have to play well and they can win. And so, so to me, I mean, I look at it relative. The goal is to get close to where Wisconsin is over the next couple years as we upgrade the talent on the offensive and defensive lines, as they get more physical and they understand this offense. Wisconsin runs kind of what BYU and Ty wants to run. But that takes two or three years. When you're changing from a spread scheme and the kind of guys you recruit to that to a a run-based play-action pro-style offense, it's it's different body types and everything. It takes a little bit to grow into that. But fans don't want to wait. Nobody wants to wait. And the reality is... It's going to be a wait. So I know it's going to, it, it will take time. And we have to remember the teams are winning 11 and 12 games in the past for BYU, including the ones that I played on, didn't play this kind of schedule. You know, so if this team wins eight in the second year of a complete makeover of the offense, I'm going to go, okay, that's because the schedule's better than we thought. I knew Wisconsin was good, but I didn't know they were this good. They're really good. We knew Utah's good. They're always good. You know, we, we knew LSU was going to be talented, and that was a long shot. We had no idea Mississippi State was going to be this good. Right, and we didn't anticipate that the BYU offense would struggle like they have because that's not what we saw in fall camp. Right. So, so it's, we have to kind of adjust our, our expectations when you're playing this kind of a schedule. And so, so most teams would go, man – Brand new coaches, completely different philosophy offensively. For the first couple of years, if we could win and go to a bowl game and win seven games and go to a bowl game, that'd be great. And we're going, they've got to win 10. They've got to win 11. Now, I thought the way the schedule set up that maybe they had a chance. I thought they had a chance to beat Utah at home. You know, I didn't know how good Mississippi State was going to be, but I never really thought that that was a big possibility. But So now I'm going, whoa, Mississippi State, they looked amazing the other night. Are they that much? Are they better than LSU? I think they're similar to LSU. LSU played horrifically in that game. So they played almost, a BYU game they, against they LSU. They played terrible. I think talent wise, they're very similar. The difference is Mississippi State has a veteran quarterback that is dynamic and really played well in that game. So Mississippi State's very similar to LSU. So if BYU plays a perfect game, they can be closer, but, uh, but that's going to be a tough one. But everybody else on the schedule, including Boise State, those are games that BYU has a chance to win. In fact, some of them, they really are just – there's some bad teams on the rest of this Yes. Game. East Carolina is bad. Uh, San Jose State, State is bad. Fresno State, San UNLV, Jose State UMass. Is bad. Hawaii's going to be an interesting game. They, they because can, Hawaii always they can plays with it. passion over there, and they can throw it around. And that's that's Thanksgiving bit, weekend. Right. That scares me to right. death. So, so what's my expectation is that they lose no more than two down the stretch. Um, and and hopefully they lose one down the stretch. I'd be I'd be really pleased if they lost only one. I'd be happy if they lost only two down the stretch. Last year was only one down the stretch. Yeah, and they're they're it, capable of that. They're capable. Yeah, of that. you look at the back nine. There's a lot of wins there. There's six or seven wins, if not eight. And that falls we'll into see. the stat of the day that you Which, brought up. We were talking about this. So in BYU's back nine in Independence games, they went seventy two percent, basically going seven and two. So so Wisconsin and LSU happened. Those are going to be there forever. So what? So if BYU went seven and two in the back nine, would that help you feel better? I'd be fine. I feel like the progress is right where it needs to be at that point. I'd be fine with it. So, um, because realistically, I know what it takes to kind of change over what they're doing. Now, remember, we I think we talked about this last week or the week before. We're we're not only in a situation. So they're like, well, Utah's quarterback's a sophomore, yeah, but he's been there. 
and they have a new offensive coordinator. Yeah, but they're, they're basically running the same concepts, a little different terminology. They're being more aggressive in those concepts, but they're still running zone read. They're it's not still, a wholesale change. They're, they're still running yeah. option yeah. pass. They're still, so they're still running the same basic concepts. BYU's going from a spread, hurry-up offense. We're asking your linemen to pretty much just go play side and cut to a, we're going to double team at the line of scrimmage, combo block down to the second level, establish the run, um, play a lot of two back sets with two wide receivers, go back to featuring a tight end, and pass block. It's a completely different concept, one that I think BYU can recruit to and will work, and Ty knows that. So Ty's not impatient. Does, are they where he wants them to be? Of course not. Kalani's frustrated with that. They want him to be further along. But that doesn't mean that you go, you know what, let's just go back to running the spread. Because in the long term, BYU can recruit the big 6'6", 6'7", long, nasty offensive linemen that can do what they want them to do. They have them in the program, but they're freshmen and sophomores, and they need to put 20 pounds on. They can recruit big physical fullbacks and running backs that can get yards, and they can get NFL-style quarterbacks, and they can get NFL-style tight ends. What they're trying to do fits what they can recruit, but it's going to take a little bit to get there. We need to be patient and trust Ty in the process. I think Ty still understands football. You know, he understands what he wants to do. He's frustrated that it's not going better. And, and then defensively, I, I, I think they're fine. But it's hard to put that much pressure on the D when the offense is struggling. And you know what? Pretty much most teams in the country, with maybe the exception of four or five, will struggle mightily against Wisconsin unless Wisconsin comes out and just lays an egg. If Wisconsin plays perfect, which they pretty much did against BYU, who's going to beat them? Nobody. They can beat anybody in the country if they play that flawless. Period. They're way better than LSU. Uh, they'll They're, be teams who get. A I, I started watching every individual guy on the O line and on D line. They're phenomenal. Like they're really good. I, so I walk away from there and I'm disappointed. Didn't be, didn't be why you didn't play well. But part of me has to go. Hey, let me tip my cap to how good they are and how well they've established this thing. Remember, they played six top twelve teams last year and they beat four of them. And the other two were close. They ended up in the top 10. They're in preseason top 10. This is a really good football team, one of the best we've ever seen in Cougar Stadium. Okay, so with the quarterback situation, Tanner Mangum injured TBD on how long he's out, right? Uh, Bo Hodge in. Can BYU still run its pro style, or do they need to cater to Bo Hodge's skill set? And what did you see in the film against Wisconsin? So I saw that he's capable of running what Ty wants to run. And you can so now you can add on to it though. So you don't go back and say, "Hey, let's go back to the hurry up and run spread option." But what you can do is you can put some quarterback draws in. You can move him around with more play action where he's rolling out because he seems to be really comfortable on the run. And it also, as a young guy, gets him out from behind the line of scrimmage where your vision's a little bit better. And the other thing that nobody talks about is when you roll out as a quarterback, they tell you. Just forget the whole back side of the field. Don't even read over there. So instead of having to read the whole field, you say to the quarterback, let's roll you out and you only need to read a half or a third of the field. It's just easier to make quicker decisions. And so the Mark Wilson theory. Yeah, exactly. So so I think with him, you don't change what you're doing. You just add a few things that take advantage of his skill set and you continue to develop this offense the way you want it to. Um, and what Bo showed me was he's very capable. He made a few mistakes like you would expect him to do. His first throw was a really nervous, yes. I'm not sure I want to throw it in here or not, almost out of my hand, can I grab it back throw. I've had those. <laughs> there were a lot of dashes uh, in between. No! I've had them, but, and I'm just a crappy guy. Steve Young's had him. Jim McMahon's had him. Ty Detmer's had him. Robbie Bosco's had him. Ask Robbie. I mean, Robbie was talking about it the other day. He and I laugh about it. His first throw, 
so so that was basically Bo's first throw. Robbie's first throw. We're playing Pittsburgh back there. They're ranked number two in the country. Um, the the first throw of the game I threw, and I didn't have time to think about it because I'm running halfback option pass, and I drop back, and Chris Dolman hits me in the face so hard I can't even think. I just huck it out there, and Glenn Kozlowski makes a diving catch, right? So now we're going to run a traditional play. So Robbie drops back. I'm standing right next to Mike Holmgren, and he literally throws it 15 yards over the top of our head into the first <laughs> row of the stands. So Mike turns to me, Holmgren, and he looks at me and he goes, hmm. That wasn't very good, was it? And I go, I just said, no, it wasn't, Coach. No, it wasn't. And that led home into a Super Bowl win. Right. And, and then Robbie settled in, and he played great, and he played phenomenally the whole rest of the year. So was, I don't you – know, of course he had a throw where he was like, oh, what am I doing? I expect that out of him. The, the balance of what he did against a phenomenal football team I thought was pretty dang good. And I thought Tanner, you know, Tanner's making progress in these times. I feel bad for Tanner because I feel like he needs games. These are these are progression games. He needs he's games to get on. better. Yeah. So now he's going to have to sit until he gets healthy, and that's a shame. But at the same time, Bo's going to get out there. Now he's going to have progress as he plays in games in this offense. So I, I think that they're just fine. I think that they're just fine. They need to get better and sharpen things up. Ty's disappointed. They will get better. The competition gets easier, with the exception of Mississippi State, and uh, and they're going to be just fine. Blaine, great stuff. More with Mr. Fowler, Uncle B on after further review, and three other guys tonight, 70s from Five Mountain Time. Yeah, three other guys. Blaine and the three Blaine other guys. The three. It's the name of your new band, Blaine. The wise guys. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. Wise dudes. What needs to happen this season for BYU fans to forget about the LSU and Wisconsin losses? Send in your tweets, hashtag BYUSN. Coming up after some offensive struggles, the women's soccer team put three in the back of the net yesterday. Maddie Matthews joins us in studio. That's Mitch's wife. And ninth-ranked BYU women's volleyball. Doesn't get phased much, but Lauren Frankham in between the lines may have just put them in an uncomfortable situation. You laugh, you lose. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV. We are on demand. The beauty of it, anytime, anywhere. It's a Super Tuesday tonight. No BYU football with Kalani Sitake, but there is a re-air of the Lavelle Edwards coaching tree show from BYU Football Media Day. That's at 8 Eastern, of course, before that, after further review. Before that, the re-air of BYU Sports Nation, which, if you're watching in the afternoon, is right now for you. Why do you say Tuesday? <laughs> to make fun of my father. <laughs> Shout out to Asheville, North Carolina, right? Yeah. It's somehow it's Asheville, North Carolina, but it's Greenville. Yeah, what? How do you determine the V I L L E? Is it Vol or Ville? I don't know. I have voles in my backyard. That's what I know. Yeah. Yes, you do. I had them. Now they're gone. They gone. Let's refresh. How are they gone? Don't ask. Today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. You and your heathen methods. It's a bye week for BYU football, which means no media availability. But we still have you covered, as Jerem mentioned, with Super Tuesday. Starting tonight with the re-air of BYUS, and after further review at 7, then the Lavelle Edwards Coaching Tree, one of my favorite programs we've ever produced at BYU Broadcasting. That at 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain Time. Ezekiel Ziggy Ansah led the Detroit Lions with six tackles, three sacks. He had two and a half all of last year. And a forced fumble in the 24-10 win for the Lions over the Gigantes. The elder of defense in Detroit. Now he's by himself. Yes, he's just the elder, right? Where's his new companion? I don't know. BYU women's soccer beat Kansas 3-2 to yesterday in a Monday matinee. Senior Nadia Gomes scored two goals. Her fourth career multi-goal game. 
Third goal scored by freshman Cameron Tucker who has uh, two goals on the season. BYU women's volleyball back in the top ten. They're at number nine now in the latest ABCA coaches poll. The Cougars jumped five spots after beating three in-state foes, including 16th-ranked Utah. BYU opens WCC play at Santa Clara Thursday. Hey, the NCAA was all over the volleyball count. All over BYU yesterday saying, hey, they're the big mover. They're the big jumper. Pictures of BYU going out. Yeah, pretty cool stuff. Obviously, BYU women's volleyball just killing it right now. A pun. Top 10 swagger for the ladies. And currently ranked ninth with an 11-1 overall record. Undefeated at home, as usual. This group clearly full of gamers on the court. Video gamers? But what happens when you take them out of their comfort zone? Hmm. And go inside the lines with Between the Lines. BYU Sports Nation presents Between the Lines. Listen, these girls are all about winning, but they're also all about having fun. They have some huge personalities on the team. So we challenge them to a rousing round of you laugh, you lose. And believe me, their competitive sides definitely came out. We are with the BYU women's volleyball team, and we're going to be playing you laugh, you lose, and they're already losing right now. Go ahead. Why couldn't the volleyball player cross the road? I don't know. There were too many bumps. Oh. <laughs> okay, it's fine, it's fine. What do you call a girl standing in the middle of the volleyball court? The middle. No, a net. <laughs> What's brown and sticky? A stick. I told you that one. (laughs) What do eagles do when they coach a sports team? They fly. No, they wing it. All right. (laughs) All right, it's a tie. Do you like sports? Of course you do. I love sports. (laughs) What is a golfer's favorite letter? T. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Are we ready? Yeah. Are we ready? Are you ready? What is Whitney Houston's favorite type of coordination? What? And I will always love you. She's still in. That was beautiful, though. Yeah, yeah. Wow. BYU Idol. Why didn't the volleyball player blame his hand for the poor service? I don't know. It was the foot's fault. Okay, I don't get nothing. It. <laughs> no, no, no. You got it. Right, she's out. Yes! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> doesn't have to tell me a joke on me to start laughing. She's just what? looking at me. What does a carpenter and a volleyball player have in common? I don't know. They both like to hammer spikes. Interesting. <laughs> Where was the first volleyball match mentioned in the Bible? Where? When Joseph served in Pharaoh's court. Why are fish bad at volleyball? Because they can't go on the land to play. They are afraid of the net. (laughs) As they should be. Why was Cinderella taken off the volleyball team? Because she was late to the ball. She ran away from the ball. Wow. I think I saw that on a Laffy Taffy one time. <laughs> what is the hardest part of skydiving? <laughs> the ground. 
Wait, wait, wait. Here you go. They might be brilliant jokes, though. <laughs> they already go. lost. Okay, on the count of three, you can't win. One, two, three. There is literally no way to know how many chameleons. <laughs> 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 you are very stupid. Stupid, not going to joke at this statement. What's McKenna Miller's favorite type of dog? Snoop Dogg! <laughs> oh my gosh. You lost again. You lost again. You said Halsey. Some of these girls already started laughing before they even told the joke, so they, they lost before they even started. But they were phenomenal. They're doing awesome this season. Thanks for taking the time, girls. Next week, we're going to hang out with the women's golf team. And it's going to be phenomenal. We're going to do a little course around the BYU Broadcast Building. Follow us on Twitter at BYU underscore BTL and use the hashtag BYUBTL. Okay, a few things. One, how do we get involved with this golf course around BYU Broadcasting? Yeah, you how, don't. Wait, what? No, you can if you want, actually. Like you totally with can. Like wiffle golf ball? I don't know. We're going to have, like, cups and... Real golf balls, putters. Golf balls, putters. Oh, okay. Oh, we're taking okay. putting course around BYU Broadcasting. Yeah. Also, My short Sarah, game is horrible. We don't have to ask. We just show up. Okay. <laughs> we do that a lot on Good point. Hey, hey we didn't know that there was going to be food right now. What are you guys right doing? Now. What? The okay, other day I'm we in. went to go see the new volleyball suite, and we wandered over there. We're like looking around, you know. All of a sudden, we find ourselves in this meeting with the donors that contributed, <laughs> Tom Homo, Matthew Richardson. Did we walk out with Jimmy Johns? Maybe. Did they make you give a speech or anything? No. Nope. Oh there? no, we were kind of ignored. It was funny. <laughs> yeah, which was fine. Tom Holmes like, in there. Those guys. No were. acknowledgement. Yeah. Very strategic. Okay. Yeah. I need to learn. I from promise you guys. it was random. Yeah. I promise. Uh, second thing, Sarah Hampson is so tall. She's really, really tall. This just in breaking. This just in. Yeah. Six seven. Great job. That was fun. Thanks, guys. Hey, right. coming up. Which former BYU players back in the NFL? Maddie Matthews had the greatest birthday ever. Why? Really? What does that mean? She joins us next. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio Bizzle. This is your day-to-day BYU sports play-by-play. Watch our daily rebroadcast <laughs> weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Uh, AFR Izzle uh, is tonight <laughs> at 7 Eastern time as Brian, David, Dave, and Blaine, or as we phrased earlier, Blaine and three wise guys. Talk about BYU football. Wisconsin, Utah State, and a lot of sports. Tonight on BYU TV and the app. After further revisal. <laughs> further revisal. I'm always scared it's going to sound like something else. Yeah. So I'm like, whoa, careful. <laughs> yeah. Our Twitter question today. What needs to happen this season for BYU football fans to forget about the LSU and Wisconsin losses? Or at least not think about them Yeah, forget's much. probably too strong a word. Uh, but To yeah. not focus on them anymore. To not remember them every day. Essentially, we're asking what needs to happen for you to feel better about get, the overall state over. of BYU football. Yeah, to get over those Yes, maybe. At CJ yeah. Hershey, what would Lavelle's advice to Kalani and Ty be? I think it would be patience. Stay the course, trust yourself, and be yourself. Wow, that was really deep and serious. That brought a whole new tone to the show, right? Wow. Hey, Lavelle, I, hey, Lavelle's the best, man. Really? He is. Lavelle's the best! He is. Somebody who enjoyed... One of the best days ever. Maddie Lyons Matthews with us in Studio B. Uh, first of all, what's up, Maddie? Happy belated birthday. It was yesterday. Yeah. You scored three goals as a team. BYU beats Kansas. You were instrumental. You got some assists. 
You had the energy. You got the team going. Was your birthday an instrumental part of this? Yeah, getting the win was the best part. It was awesome. And your husband showed up to surprise you. He surprised the me. The elite Mitch Matthews. Yes, best husband ever. That was an elite move, right? You, you uh, could, okay. That was that an elite move. That move was elite. Yes. Uh, you yes. know I love Mitch. I just don't love Mitch as much as you love Mitch. <laughs> but I love Mitch. Uh, did Jennifer Rockwood schedule the Kansas game for you? Yeah, like, happy birthday, so. we're going to play a game. Yeah, it was like all about me, so... <laughs> No, Monday afternoon, you requested, um, you know, I got plans for my birthday like, night, so yeah, we need to play it I early. dinner that night, so if you could move the game around one, that would be great. Well, listen. It worked. Seven goals for BYU uh, in the last three games. You scored against Arizona. That was an overtime loss. You tie Utah, but then you come away with the win. Or Oregon sorry, State, or- you beat Oregon State, yeah. tie Utah before that. What, what has changed offensively uh, and mental- the mentality for this team? Yeah, I think – the beginning of this year, it's not obviously as we want it to go, but we are playing really hard teams. And so we got to keep in mind, not let our confidence get down too much. So we need to learn how to score against those good teams. And so during practices, we've really focused on the offensive attack as we need to because defense is awesome. But offense is great as well. But we need to score. So we've been really focusing on that during the games and combination play. And so I think that has really carried over to the games. And so... Some people are stepping up and playing really well. Hey, it's paying off. It it feels like there's a lesson here for the football team, okay? (laughs) You guys played a bunch of tough teams, had a hard time scoring, right? Uh, The football team has played some tough teams, had a hard time scoring. Is there a tipping point of playing, like you said, you don't want to break your confidence of playing a lot of tough teams. You want to see where you stack up. Jen's really aggressive. Uh, Jennifer Rockwood with the, with the schedule. At what point did you guys, or what was the conversation like when you were playing the tough teams to say, okay, we're still good, let's just keep, let's just stay the course. Yeah, obviously Jen has faith in our team, and so she, that's why she scheduled that our schedule because she has faith in us, and as do the other coaches, and so we all are thinking, you know, great teams come through, like get through hard things, and so. As I said before, even though it's not going as we want to, it will really pay off during conference, I think. There was a moment in yesterday's game where I was watching you beat that wing defender for like the 17th time (laughs) and seeing her face just defeated. I mean, you broke her will. Do you notice things like that when you're like, yeah, if I keep going, like I am going to destroy this defender? (laughs) Yeah, I just, I just, I don't know. Just so focused on the game that I just have a, goal to get to the goal and end line so sometimes I'm not really aware who I'm going against but when I notice I do beat someone over and over I like to stay on that side <laughs> to keep doing it so yeah what do you do better than Mitch Matthews oh man there's a lot of things wow <laughs> yes could spend the whole interview <laughs> um I have no idea um Yes, you do. You're just trying to be nice. It's okay. It's your Something birthday. Something I can do better than Mitch. Yeah, what do you do better than Mitch? Um, I really don't know. Tell me you I, can... You have to, like, prepare me for Okay, no. Can you cook better than Mitch? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Are you more musically gifted than Mitch? Absolutely. <laughs> okay, we're two what, for two. What, is, what, is he, uh, what does he do really well, like, off the field that we don't know? Um, he, okay... I know he's competitive, but he's really good at the game Nerds. Have nerds. You guys yes, that? my wife yes. loves Nerds. Yes. yes, he gets really into that, and he's very good. So if I'm beating him, he 
does not get happy. Nerds. He's that not would, happy. We need to play nerds with Mitch <laughs> yes. Matthews. That would be really fun. You don't seem like the type to talk trash during nerds, but do you? When you're beating um, him? I get kind of sassy. Like when he calls me out on something that I did, I kind of get sassy back. And then he doesn't like that. <laughs> so we both, we both get really competitive. And he gets in a bad mood for about 10 minutes after the game, but then it's all good. Hey, a competitor, yeah, I can I can uh, relate to that. Can't take yeah. the, you know, you know, I can't take the, the bark out of the, the dog, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we buried the lead, too. People, Some people know this, but for those that don't, your grandpa's Mark Lyons, who's been on the radio call for BYU for, like, close to 40 years. He what's is. What's the best thing about having Mark Lyons as your grandpa? Well, he's just the best grandpa a granddaughter can ask for. He's super sweet, super supportive, and it's really cool, I think, growing up as a BYU fan because of him, too. Um, it's kind of fun to walk around the stadium and hear Greg Rebell and my grandpa over the intercom. I think that's really cool. But I just look up to my grandpa in so many ways. I think he's really smart and nice and everything. The greatest math teacher at Olympus ever. Right? Yeah, definitely. Ever. He, oh, nice poll right there, man. Nice po- Go Titans, right? Yes. <laughs> Go Titans. Mark Lyons greater than Mark Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That Mark Jackson. There you go. Not Mama Dare goes nope, that nope, man. Nope. The, yeah, the other one. Yeah, the one that played for a team up north. <laughs> uh, Maddie, again, happy birthday. Thank you. I know you come from a big family. Remind people just how big your family is. Nine kids. Okay. Yeah. Nine children. Nine Where children. do you fall on that? So on my side, okay, yeah, I'm like in the middle of all of them. I okay. Like that. Yeah. Wow. How'd you survive? You know, it's just, you got a tough, uh, tough people go through hard things, you know? Just mm. kidding. My siblings are awesome. They're great. <laughs> if they're listening, I love you. Uh, yeah, note to Maddie's siblings. She thought you were a hard thing in her life. Okay, <laughs> let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma for uh, Utah Valley on Friday and yes. the season moving forward. We would love for you to uh, sign. I, it's been a while. I think you signed our old flag. Have you signed our new flag? I don't think you've signed the new one. Actually, we're never going to know. Just sign it. Just sign it. <laughs> Even if there are two Maddie Lyons or Maddie Matthews signatures Maybe on there. Double Maddie Lyons. It was Maddie Lyons. Yeah. I'll just do Matthews. Yeah. Yes. Now oh, you're there we Matthews. go. Yeah. We've been waiting for an elite signature for a while, so it's <laughs> great to have you up here. It's expensive, guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. Thank you, Maddie. Okay, she's signing the flag. We're not done yet. We ain't done because we got a Cougar Whip around coming up, plus what you need to see tonight. What did Ziggy Ansah do last night besides be featured on ESPN that was unbelievable? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by DexterLaw.com for help when you need it most. Thanks to today's guests, Blaine Fowler, Lauren Franken-McLean, and Maddie Matthews. Yesterday... Lauren had to remind me, I'm married now. My last name is McLean. Because sometimes I, I, I get caught in that trap of going Lauren Franken McLean or just Lauren McLean. And she wants Lauren Franken McLean? No, it's just Lauren McLean. Oh, Lauren McLean now? I don't know. Sweet. That's I cool. still don't know. I should talk to her about that. Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Coming up this week, Greg Rubel, Brian Billick, and Dennis Pitta. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Football. By week for BYU football, which means no media availability. But this in CBS Sports ranks the five most hate-filled college football rivalries of 2017. BYU and Utah came in at number two. Wow. Cougars in the NFL. Ziggy Ansa led the Detroit Lions with six tackles, three sacks, and a forced fumble in a 24-10 win over Eli Manning and the New York football giants last night. Also, Jordan Leslie has re-signed with the Cleveland Browns. Soccer. Brigham beat Kansas 3-2. 
yesterday in a Monday matinee, senior Nadia Gomez scored two goals. Her fourth career multi-goal game. The third goal was scored by freshman Cameron Tucker. Volleyball. Women's volleyball back into the top ten. Number nine. Volleyball. The latest AVCA poll. The Cougars jumped five spots after beating three in-state foes, including a road win against 16th-ranked Utah. BYU opens WCC play at Santa Clara on Thursday. Golf. Kendra Dalton came in at sixth place, propelling the BYU women's golf team to a fourth-place team finish after two rounds at the Mercedes-Benz Collegiate on Monday. Doesn't that just sound super elite? Yes, it does. Speaking of elite. The Mercedes-Benz Collegiate. Collegiate. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need the most, DexterLaw.com. Nadia Gomes. Two goals yesterday. I love, I love how there are like more syllables <laughs> added every okay, time. The actual pronunciation, Nadia Gomes. Right. Okay. But like, then it becomes like, be Gomes. <laughs> yeah. I'm just exaggerating. the. <laughs> I went to Brazil on my Michan. And yeah, there's like in Rio, they'll say Gomes. Like that as well. Fair enough. But where I went, they would say Gomes. Go. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So I'm actually saying it right, Jerem? Well, no, she's from Portugal. It's Gomes. Okay, fine. <laughs> what needs to happen this season for BYU football fans to forget about the LSU and Wisconsin losses? Our elite tweeted today from at Talk to Boyd. Forget forgetting. Ain't happening. But I have a song selection for the boys this week. MC Hammer, too legit to quit. Hashtag let's go win some. You got to pray just to make it today. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Hi, hey. The conversa- conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. It's unraveling. We got to go. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Shows on demand, BYUSN.com. Yes, indeed. Audio podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and the TuneIn app. For Jeremiah Spencer, shout out to EJ Cafaro. BYU Sports Nation back at it tomorrow at noon Eastern. Too legit. Too legit to quit. Hey, hey. You got to pray just to make it today. <laughs>